lot going on. It's a busy place. <laughs> Definitely busy. Yeah, it's a lot going on in here for sure. We good to go? Yeah. So we're back here with the Justin Rhinus. It's been a year and one week since we last spoke with him. And at that point in time, he was just getting ready to open up the very business that we are sitting, sitting in. in. Yeah, yeah, we're sitting in here today. We, talk, it's got, we talked about it. Yeah, I think we did talk about into the uh, what we what you were going into into the future, and and it's awesome to be sitting here. Yeah, we couldn't exactly talk about it fully yet at yeah. the podcast, right? You hadn't told your nah, previous nah, nah, employer. Yeah, One, that was about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was last week, a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. The beginning was, of Corona. Were we talking about Alaska too? Yeah, we, so we were talking about how you were getting ready for Alaska, too. So Yeah, Alaska. Bring so, that a little closer to you. Yeah, Check it out. There you go. Boom. 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 Now so, we hear you. Let's, let's talk about Alaska first. Since yeah. this place isn't going anywhere, and Alaska's already happened. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I, saw, I watched your documentary, mini, mini documentary. I'm sure there's more footage or whatever. A ton of it. Um, it was intense. That was you. So you went out to Alaska by yourself for those who didn't listen to the last episode. You were getting ready for that hunt last time we talked. You went out to Alaska. You had an experience. You were hunting caribou. 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 And what most people, I think, don't realize is you were in the middle of nowhere by yourself. Yeah. Like nobody. I don't think there's anybody I personally know that can say they've been in that type of environment that far away from any other human beings. Yeah, that when, when that grizzly came up to me and then he ran away, that was the moment of, like, if something happens to me out here, uh, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know? right in the beginning, not in the beginning of your little <laughs> clip for your documentary, you showed that bear coming in on you. How, yeah. close, how close did he Thir- get? 30 yards. That's I close. Had, I had I had a bear spray and I had my bow and I dropped the bear spray and I had my bow ready and there was a tree about twenty. And I told myself if he gets past that tree, I'm shooting. And he was big, and he stood up above every all the. Trees. Was he a grizzly? Oh, he was a grizzly. <laughs> I've been I've <laughs> been a hundred like yards yeah. from a grizzly with a with a gun, gun yeah. a shotgun, <laughs> and I was still scared. Yeah, they they move fast and and what I what I didn't realize is. Is that those animals don't even know who we are? So when we're out there, oh, it's very possible he's yeah, never seen a that, human before. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden it's like okay, I had you know all my food packed in a pack and water. I had to go find, and that was a fun seven days. I'll probably never do it again, but it was it was crazy. Yeah, would you say could you call that like a positive experience? Is or is that more of something you don't really label? Yeah, I, I try not to think about it sometimes. But <laughs> oh you know, man, it's, it's like there, there's times where I'm like, oh, this is a sick place, yeah. and then there's other times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Why? Just because of how alone you were? Yeah, and it was just intense. I mean, like mentally, mentally, I was never close. Like I thought I was strong enough. And you know, spending nineteen, twenty hours by yourself and sleeping two, three hours and and in cold and you know, I had to go get water every day, which sucked. You showed a little bit about that in your yeah, video, in my movie, yeah. how, how you took the yeah the filter and but when I got out there, the guy's like, "Hey, here's a liter of water because you're not close to water and you got to find it." That was scary because that's where he could fly because you yeah. got dropped off yeah, on, on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, a little bush su- point. Yeah, super cub, and uh, they could only land there. And the cl- like the closest like river was like five miles, and you ain't getting there. So. 
the only way we flew around a couple times is just find water above. And you kind of pointed out to you, like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, yeah. So I probably set up camp here, and then you know, there's water, and then I found it, you know, within probably, you know, probably a mile, and then, but you know, every day was different because of the way the caribou moved. Did you experience that it was so desolate and quiet? It was actually very loud. Yeah, in my head. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the tent, the tent was wild because. I had to keep everything in there and you know it rained and it was cold so part of the part of the film I showed my living accommodations and it was my tent it was my sleeping bag I had a little room for food little room for bow and it got cold and it sucked when you like you you showed how you were not sleeping very much at was it the first night that you kind of started feeling that fatigue from not sleeping or did it compound even worse and worse on, like, ongoing? Well, no, what really compounded is when the pilot texted me. Because you only get satellite phone. There's no, you can't talk to anybody out there. Right. So I was texting him, and, and uh, I shot on day two, and I looked for him day four, day five. I was like, okay, I'm ready to get picked up. And he's like, all right, I'll be there at 4 o'clock. So I took everything down, like, ready to go. And he texted me, hey, can't make it out today. And I had to stay again. That was... That so you had to unpack. Oh, so you, you, you had to you unpack and mentally the, prepared to get the fuck up. out. Yeah, 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 and you were like, uh, yeah. "Nah, actually, yeah, you, you got to stay, stay again." And it, it actually happened twice because he couldn't schedule for weather, weather and all the BS. And then I got out at day seven, and uh, I got emotional walking to the plane. Thinking about it now, it was like to watch him fly over me and hear the sound mm. of a plane. That was like. Okay, I can go back. I so, remember yeah. talking to you at the airport when you fi- first finished, yeah. right? Because I had t- called or texted and been like, you know, yeah, what's we were going we on? were like, yo, jo- we got to check in with Justin. Josh <laughs> and I remember back. talking to you or text or whatever it was, and you were, you know, I've never seen you that vulnerable as like a human. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like it was tough. That's crazy. You kind of like, if you think about it, you kind of voluntarily subjected yourself to what most people in that scenario find themselves in yeah like a plane crash or you know you're in the military and you're like by yourself and things go a little weird and you're out in the wilderness by yourself or not a lot of people have the balls to go and plan a trip around like i want to see if i can do this yeah i don't think people understand what it is that you did and how crazy it is what you did yeah the guy so the guy doesn't take any solo hunters so to do it yourself, hunt. So there's no guides, there's no nothing. But then I went solo. You usually take a buddy with you. Yeah. So you buddy yeah. up, and you know yeah. you, you can hang out together and do that. Well, I went solo. How'd you convince him to do that? Uh, he, well, he said. I remember I was in Iowa hunting something or hunt, hunting whitetail, and I call him up, and I'm like, "Hey, I want to think about doing this hunt." And he's like, "Okay, well, who are you gonna bring?" I'm like, "I don't have anybody to bring, but I'd like to do it myself." And then he's like, "Well, what other hunts you went on?" So then I told him. You know, I went Colorado, Wyoming, all that stuff by myself. And then he's like, okay, well, how about your survival skill? And I didn't have any survival <laughs> skill. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a city boy. But I convinced him that I could, like, somehow figure it out. And, you know, we got I got New Brunswick for moose coming up. And then uh, I got probably go back to Alaska. Do you think you would do that again but with, with somebody? somebody? Yeah, for sure. No, I wouldn't do it. Like so a film crew? No, I wouldn't even a film crew, but it was more, it'd be more like a buddy that I can kind of go back and forth because of how 
ne- like it's just it's negative. It's bad. I mean, like not talk. Like I'm a talker. <laughs> I see people every day. Yeah. And to not be on social media, not be on, you know, no connection with anybody. Like my dad, I would text him, but he wouldn't text me back. You know, I would text two people, the pilot and my, you know, my dad. And it's just weird when you're out there by yourself and you're like, all right, well, I'm hungry. I gotta go, I gotta go cook food and, you know, dehydrated food. And then you gotta go with water. And then I was there to hunt and, you know, it was, it was scary, man. It was. Yeah, we should probably. We'll probably put a link to your video. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I got, I got the in the description or whatever you can click you on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, it's just different. So I mean, see it. Yeah, we definitely want to. Post you know, it's, the it's, teaser. it's one of those things. Is is like I think people don't challenge themselves enough. They get like you know like what I did in this business. You know, I I kind of push myself to something that no one's done before. So you know, challenging yourself, challenge anybody to do anything you want to do. It's uh, you know it's just different. Everyone has their things and stuff. For me, I just want to challenge. And, See how hard I want to go. That was a little bit, you know. Do you think that a little too hard? It was tough. Do you think that Alaska <laughs> experience kind of set you up for how hard you had to go here? Yeah, I think I think I think those experiences in my life where, you know, I I don't I don't eat, I can't pay can't pay rent like that stuff. Alaska pushing yourself, you know, gets you into a business mindset of, you know, there's like I'm 24 seven here, you know, I'm open 164 days. And the only reason why I know this is because I'm here every day. You close for Halloween? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are sitting in something that I don't think is replicated anywhere in the country, if not the world. I think what makes I don't, I don't know enough about what's going on here, but I know it's special. You got you got kids over here playing ping pong. Yeah. You got another kid over here working on his game with a girl. Yeah. You got my man making these left to riders, like just drinking, yeah. you know, draining look, them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Here look goes. Make it. Make Boom, it. Make it. Right. Oh. Short right. And, and then you have driving. eight driving simulators there but and you've had a lot of people ask you or a lot of people say i've been looking to doing this or i had this idea yeah, and like and they wanted they idea. almost want to take the the idea and the hard work you you put into it yeah and and be like oh that's not that hard i've been thinking about doing that but then they ask you a bunch of questions well, yeah. No, yeah like what's real quick on that though that's why i don't a lot of times people will be like, well, why do you tell everybody these ideas or why do you share this with people? It's because nobody else is going to do it. No, Very few people, yeah. even if you have the same idea as me, you're not going to do the work. So you can, you can be the most, you can be the most idealic, idealistic person in the yeah. world, but if you lack execution, um, you're not going to do anything. And when we sat down a year ago, I, very, I know very little about this world and the way you were explaining it to me is exactly how it is sitting in it right now like your vision for this space in this empty warehouse room like just your ability to verbally communicate the idea to me relayed back to me how now relays back to me how passionate you were then on your vision yeah and how clear it came out there's not anything in here that you didn't tell me was going to be in here and the way it looks is exactly how you verbally described it to me and that's to me, that's awesome when you can hear an idea, and then you can also see it executed, executed. and then something new like this. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of, uh, like, for me, you know, when I first had the stages, so back in February, we raised the cash. I didn't go to the bank. Um, February 2020. Yeah, 2020. Um, and uh, I gave no equity away in this one. So, uh, you know, my partners are... Believe in me and what we want to do. This is kind of like test pilot to, you know, going more and bigger. And we find the next building. 
um, down, you know, closer to Philly. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to, to help golf world. I'm trying to show, showcase what someone can do in the golf realm and give someone something pretty cool during even a pandemic where you have outlets and, you know, Johnny touched base with, with what my kids have and my, you know, my, my doctors and my people that, you know, one o'clock in the morning, they can't sleep. They hit balls. Kids are staying So this is open 24-7? 24-7. 365. I think what's really cool is I saw you on your Instagram story the other day. You picked up some kids from school. Yeah. And you brought them here. So instead of that kid going home and getting – Wait, you, you, kid, know, you kidnapped some kids? Yeah. Kidnapped some yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These kids knowingly boarded your no, vehicle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you, you, you bring them here, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, you give them a, a positive structure to – Oh yeah, they all grow and learn, and are these kind of cool golf teams? Or yeah, no. So they're just they're 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 juniors that want to work on on their golf game. Um, I don't babysit any of my kids. Uh, I only have twenty five junior memberships, so it's basically I limit that style um, because we get so much attention. As you can see, they're they're playing pong right now. We're playing cornhole. One guy's driver right now. I'm watching his swing, and and you know these kids get need so much attention in their lives because of respect. And I don't care where you're from. I, I let everyone come in. It's their house. So, so you, based upon your ability to give um, the youth attention, 25 kids is like the maximum you can. Yeah, as use. much as I want because then they take away from my corporate, my business guys and families and all that stuff. What are these? So we have four or five kids going around here. What are these kids looking to do in the next, you know, five to ten years? So a lot of them are playing uh, high school, a couple are playing college. I got eight Division One players in here. Okay. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. They they use the place as a practice facility. Mm. Uh, I'm here just to kind of help them maintain their coaching. So you, know, you do provide an analysis. Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously you're helping you this numbers. guy out. Just yeah, yeah, I can look at him right now and look at what his dispersions, and he's got 22 balls probably on that screen. We look at start line, where the ball's curving. I can see where his spin number is, his club face, all that stuff. So right, you have right the here. ability. We're sitting here on a podcast, and you could yell out some feedback to my man over here. Oh, easily, yeah. He's losing 25 yards. The uh, <laughs> He's too steep. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> That's you, Johnny boy. <laughs> that is me. And spinny. I, 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 I want the audience listening to understand how good of a golfer Justin Rhinus is. <laughs> he. We have to first understand how good of a golfer John, John is. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I was John a pretty good former golfer. Yeah. And I would say Justin is one of the better players I've played with. Um, him and I tried to go out and try to play some competitive stuff, and maybe those alone times in Alaska got in the way, but yeah, whatever long, it is. But he's taken his uh, huge ability of what he's done, and he can walk up to any person in any swing. He doesn't necessarily care who they are yeah. and help them with their game. Yeah, and just give them which, an understanding of what they do. It, but here he's doing it. If you're a member here swinging – I walk, you know, he walks up and down, and he gives people basically free something that you know a country club trying to make money or another pro trying to make money would charge a hundred dollars an hour for the same tip. He's going to give him five minutes because let's be honest, the typical one hour lesson from a pro, how much teaching can you actually do in that hour? Yeah, right. Maybe five minutes, six minutes, and yeah. the rest time and you're just, just sitting you're just burning it. clocks so you can get money. Well, this is yep. kind of this is kind of an environment that you can. I mean, it's the some of the people you spend the most time with or the average of the people you spend the most time with. If you want to be an amazing golfer, I would think that just simply being in a great environment, not necessarily just surrounded by Justin, yeah. but having everybody around here that is super passionate about golf yeah. would probably be great for, you know, somebody's network 
Yeah, if they're I mean, trying to have a future, for involved. sure. I mean, like a lot of my a lot of my kids, for sure. They or even like Ruder over there. You know, he he runs an insurance uh, firm, and and all these kids are, are looking to, you know, just grow up really and and understand like, hey, like I don't care if you're a doctor or your insurance guy or you run a Fortune 500 company. You know, we can, we have the same likes and, and abilities, and I have a lot of my kids play with them. So then they can be comfortable with those type of people. And then, you know, really just you learn that's, how that's to the be culture. It. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, they're, they're not boneheads in here. They're actually like good kids. So what do you, what, what is it called? I see it around it. What's squad life? What's that mean? So like what's, you, you'll see squad in a lot of places right behind us. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, one of my partners started Scramble a long time ago, got into it with some guys, squad, and basically anyone that was in that lifestyle culture that's part of the squad. So anyone in here is in our squad. And, you know, from my standpoint, if you're in the squad, I take care of the squad. So, you know, we're only as strong as our squad. So when our strong's getting deep with members and everyone getting better at golf and, and kind of branching out, what we believe in and you know you're either in or you're out and when you're out good luck because you know what i can give the squad they have access to me they have access to here you know we're going to go out to bluebell next you know next month and we're going to go right out to outside and it is a 24 7 365 place and we have the top technology rooters hitting on putt view right now my putting green alone's you know 1500 square feet we got 40 yard chipping green you know places that you know you can never get anywhere else you're just part of the squad there, there's been a lot of people recently, you know, because you saw the success early, just like we do in business. When we have a good idea and we run with it, we know it's going to be successful because we're going to make it successful. We're going to, we're going to push it until it is. Because yeah, sometimes it's not. You can have a good idea, but if you but don't put the energy and the put, juice behind yeah, yeah. it, and if you, and if you have that, in, and you just execute on that, you've had a lot of people that were, I guess, naysayers in the beginning. Yeah, like even, I mean, even me myself, I can admit, like, did I think people were going to be here and it's going to be this busy? Fuck no, and I don't know if you did. Yeah, I don't know. Right, that this place is packed twenty four seven. Yeah, I, I, we were, we were doing some numbers and projections, and I was like, mm, maybe we can do this. And you know, we filled out in a couple months, and now we got a wait list, and now summer's going to get full, and then winter. There's always that full. little bit of doubt. In yeah, the there's back always of your mind. doubt. Right? If you don't have any doubt in the back of your mind when you have a good idea or yeah. some idea. But now you got the people that were doubting you hard before, and now they're coming around like, hey, you talked to that Justin? Like, is there yeah. a spot open over there? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't think so, man. I'm pretty sure they're booked out. Well, the only the only way you get in here is you either know me or somebody in here, and it's tough to know because, you know. It's you just, almost created a private exclusive. Well, it yeah. is a private exclusive membership club. Yeah. Without having to have $100,000 to get in. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, for sure. You're just letting and, people in. Yeah, just uh, if you're a good person, you're in. If not, see, get the door. And What's, I, the, what's that process like? Just you, you, I know you personally or something? Yeah, so, so they vouch for them or, or I vouch for them. And, you know, I know who they are as a person or what they want out of their golf That's game. To maintain the etiquette of yeah, business. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. It's just like, you know, I have, I have one rule in here. You say bye to me or you say hi to me and you say bye to me. That's it. Other than that, do anything you want. Dress code. I, I got sweatpants and sweatshirts. That's what I wear. You've broken a lot of rules of what golf. A lot of rules. Courses, and I think a lot of people are somewhat. I don't know when you upset a lot of people and you get people that are passionate against your rules. You're doing yeah. something right. Yeah, you get a lot, a lot of, of people upset about the haters about the dress code, but haters. I think it's one of the biggest things that can become cooler and get golf more interesting is they For get sure. rid of this stupid dress code. Gosh, you man, get a lot more crazy. people and athletes into yeah. the, look I got, my, look I got yelled kids. at last time we played or two times oh, ago yeah. when we played in the union league. They I yelled had, at them. I had, uh, <laughs> I had my hat on backwards for half a second yeah. so I could like, yeah, yeah. Do my thing. You look cooler. 
the guy, the pro was on the driving range. I've since suspended my membership, so yeah. I'll talk some shit. <laughs> um, the pro it. was on the driving range really close to us. He walkie-talkied back to the clubhouse, yeah. and they sent someone all the way down from the clubhouse yeah. to come and yell at me. And after he got done yelling at me, I was like, who are you talking to? Uh, you want me to continue coming here and paying these memberships? And you're going to talk to me about that? Like, with a ha- get get out of your cart. And yeah. he's like, oh, well, the, the guy over the pro told me to come down here. I don't know who he thinks he is. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you, you're the one that came over here with this smoke. So it, I don't, it, it's I don't, one of those things. I don't get along in those environments real well. No, I, I don't get along with a lot of rural environments. That's why I opened my own place. And, you know, the, the whole thing of 24-7, I used to get in trouble for – teaching at 10 o'clock at night or 6 a.m. And it's like, that's normal hours. Because it was inside building before. Yeah, I know, right? And and then, you know, I'd post something about someone wearing, you know, shorts or a T-shirt. Look at my kids. I got all T-shirts there. They're all members of private clubs. But, but this athletic here. athletic gear needs to hit its way into the golf. Oh, easy. Into the golf. Especially from a practice standpoint, Johnny. You know, you know when you go work or you go work on your game, it's not like you got to wear pretty perfect clothes. You're sweating your ass but off. Yeah driving, yeah, driving range, chipping green, putting green. It's not like we're disrespecting the game. Yeah. But we're just comfort and not for nothing. You work like Everyone works from home nowadays. You think they're going to get dressed up? To go to work now? No. They're on Zoom calls where you wear anything you want to do. And, and why would they want to now change to just go golf? Yeah. Talk, to, talk to all my members. Two things that are positive. Number one, dress code. That's number one positive feedback. I have 100, 110 memberships here. Second is the 24-7. So it's, uh, it's one of those things I think a lot of clubs are scared about. I just went full in. So. Did, was there anything from day one to where we're sitting now that you changed drastically? Everything. I changed it four different times. I remember second uh, COVID shutdown in December, pretty depressed. I was really scared. Uh, I owe my investors a lot of money every year um, before we start our next one. And I walked my next building. It was like 22,000 square feet. And I was struggling between the, the, the membership structure and how I wanted to go long term. Uh, we had so much success early, but I want to like you know keep it going, and I have a lot of really good people in here. Well, sometimes when you have success early, you don't see where your failures. Yeah, are. and I love seeing flaws. I mean, I, I live this model every day, and I'm here six a.m. to ten o'clock at night every day, and I just want to see what happens. And when I see people, and I talk to people, and I go, okay, you know, like that guy right there putting. What do you need to be successful in the summer? What do you need to be successful in the winter? And I give it to him. And then I give it to another person and then a, a lady and a corporate membership and a business. And then when I walked my big building, I had the design in my head and I was like, okay, I figured it out. And then I changed everything there. I called all every member of mine and I said, I got, I got the idea. Here's how we're going to keep you through the year. So I have more members in the summer than the winter. Imagine that indoor private golf club. That's impactful. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So would you say your, would your overall goal with, this model facility and like this business be to change the golf game. Yeah. I just want to, yeah, I just, just want to, I just want to do it. Game. Yeah. I, I, honestly, if like for me, I want to like, I, I, I make waves wherever I go and I don't be quiet. And I think because I have the squad <laughs> and I have membership and I have a pretty sick facility, we can do that, but I can't do it by myself. Yeah. I got to have a lot of people support me, which they do, which I'm obviously appreciative and blessed. Because, you know, as much as they give to me, I give it as much as I can back. Uh, with time, you know, their golf game, a place where they can, you know, call home. And, you know, you know he's been here, th- you know, three times today. 
Because he just wants to hang out and does do his stuff. Wife, does his wife know that? No, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> but he looks nice in those jeans. Look at this. He does squats. Yeah. So, but yeah, my my, my next my next one's going to be more of a life uh, lifetime athletic uh, move uh, in the golf world. So then I'm going to touch a little bit different spots. Uh, this was this is I can I can package this up and go around the around the country. I want a couple big big ones so I can then make make a name. So would you ever? Do you see this facility or what you're doing here changing the golf game enough that it's like no longer played outside? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think it's always it's going to be a second club for everybody. Mm. But I I think that having technology at their grasp and having a place where they can come anytime they want it'll change the game. It's going to change the the golf clubs because I'm going to put so much pressure on them because that guy's not going to spend any time and money at the club. They're going to come come to my place. Mm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, why isn't why isn't Joey hanging out at Sandy Run anymore or wherever he goes? It's because he's, we have an environment here for them. He's what just is, going there to play. Yeah, that, that's what it is. What is your? Do you have like the, I've been to Lifestyle Fitnesses all over the place. Yeah. Um. Do you have plans in the next one to have more facilities for? Food, beverage, yeah, more amenities like for sure. I just don't have the space here. The next one's easy. Uh, it's got a kitchen. We got a locker room, sauna. Got a gym. You know, I got I got some other things to keep. See what what I'm what I'm learning is that these people need a place to gun then stay longer for kids, for you know businesses, for parties, for families. So you're gonna create kind of like this one stop shop exactly. for golf. Yep. So you don't have to stop playing golf. Yeah. So they can still get the workout in golf. But at an easy place, it doesn't affect their run. lifestyle. Exactly. So. Okay. Because if if you if you think about it, right? Say if if a, a club is only were open nine to five, you're done. Yeah, yeah you well, have to yeah, go home. You, you have to figure out what you're doing at you five. Take yeah. off, take off work to go yeah. there. Or, so so know. it's disru- disrupting your schedule. Mm. This schedule, it actually just whenever you want, yeah, you come up. So, so golf when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On, on demand golf. Yeah. There's two things right there. Boom. On demand um, golf. Yeah. What. Dude, this place is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we do just it every it, day. Do you feel like you're at work every day? You feel like uh, you're just fucking loving no, it? No, honestly, it's funny. I, I make, like, when I was 16, I'm 33 now. I made more money at thir- 16 than I did now. And I don't know if I've slept a couple hours a night. And uh, it's one of those things. I, I think loving this and living this makes me realize that I got so much more to do. And I'm excited to do it. There's, there's a lot to be said about that. I think... People that are outside the entrepreneur space um, hear something like that, and they're like, well, why would you ever do that? I have this cushy salary here. Yeah. I can go to the beach. I can go to Disney World when it reopens. Yeah. Um, and something that we can highlight, John's doing the 75 Hard, which is yeah, Andy, Andy Frizzella's program. And if you know anything about Andy from First Form, yeah. he made, him and his business partner each made, I think, I think it was like $64,000 in the first 10 years each. <laughs> so like, and that wasn't a year that was like, that's what they made. He's like, Oh yeah, I made 500 and something dollars a month for the first 10 years. Yeah. And now he has, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a billion dollar business. Yeah. I mean, I close. So I think you have to see, not everybody's going to see your vision. And as you get no. closer and closer to, you know, where you're, your head and people see it, but you also have to be willing to sacrifice. Oh yeah. You gotta be, I mean, I'm, I'll die for this place. I mean, I got nothing else but this place. 
And when you say that to people, they're like, really? You do that? That's what they don't that's get where that. we're at, right? I mean, that's, I don't understand family life. I don't understand having a house. I don't understand having a car or Jersey Shore or have a vacation. I just don't understand that. Just like they don't understand that I'll die for this place. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I mean, I lived a great life so far. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going hard and I push hard. And some people go, well, you're going to burn out. Dude, I got like 10 more to build. Like, then I'll burn out. Yeah. But we got a lot of. We got I've been saying you're going to burn out for years. You I still know. haven't I burned still out. I go, man. It's so <laughs> sick. He's got them drugs. Yeah, there was, there was this thing that Conor McGregor said. Bef, bef, he he was he was making waves, but he hadn't become like the Conor everybody knows him as now. And they were interviewing him after they got done training. Um, I forget who the fight was, but he he said that he was basically losing his mind from the fight game because yeah. he wanted to dominate at such a level that his kids' kids would have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And he goes, and then I'll stop. But he goes, well, I'll completely have lost my mind, but I'll be cool with it. Yeah. And, 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 and everybody, and you, he's like, yeah, I'd totally be cool. I mean, I can't do his Irish. He's like, yeah, I'm totally going to be cool with it. He's like, Van Gogh lost his mind. Yeah. But look at all that. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, cut, the dude cut his ear off, Connor. Like, let's chill. And then I think, I think after they filmed that interview, it was like four months later, he threw that that chair that yeah. hand cart into the Khabib's bus so they're like I, I saw the interview and I was like oh dude that guy's talking some shit and then I saw him throw that hand cart I was like ah maybe he will, maybe he was being truthful maybe he's he's gone too far he's yeah, gone so too I, I personally can relate to that I know John can yeah. and I'm sure well John's got a tough deal because he's got a family and a beautiful wife and you know a couple kids a couple dogs you know and, and it's got to be hard because on one side you want to go hard and on the other side, you got to take care of the family, you know? But it's not even, that's not the tough part about it. And I'm saying that from not having a family. I think where the pressure also comes in on in spending so much time with John is as we add to our squad, yeah. is worrying about the squad. Like worrying yeah. about, you know, Gilmar, Ryan, Brian, do they have what they need? Are they happy? Um, are we doing everything that we can for them so, you know, we can add more people? And that's where the stress comes because when you start adding people to your ship, if you mess up yeah. and you're the only one there, it's like, all right, you get in the rowboat, you go back to the beach. But if you have people on your ship with you, now you got to worry about, like... Everyone's got to get in the rowboat. Yeah, it's like, how do I get everybody back to safety? <clears throat> you know, so the decisions you make, you realize that if it doesn't work out, it there's more than just what happens to you. Yeah. I may have said this on the podcast before, but you're talking about work, life, family. I couldn't have done this. I can't do this without my wife. Like she literally signed up and she is, she is committed to what she signed up for. And that's pretty much raising the kids with some input by me. <laughs> um, but I do think in the, in the beginning, it's very hard for my kids. Um, they definitely say like they miss me a lot all the time. And I know though one day, they're going to look back and say, oh, shit, he taught me a work ethic that they can go be successful. Um, and, I, and I saw it the other day when it snowed out and I wasn't home. Oh, and this, this was and I think, I think one, of, <laughs> one of my neighbors said something like, hey, is your dad going to get home to, like, shovel the walk or whatever? And Lauren didn't realize it, but Ethan shoveled the whole walk. And apparently, and I went back and looked at the ring camera. He's, he's, yeah, he's eight. He's, he was out there for two hours, only an hour and a half shoveling the sidewalk without like, complaining. And it was like 25 yards. He could only go two inches at a time and lift the snow. But I'm thinking, like, if, if, if I taught him that through my hard work and just perseverance, that was probably the proudest. I wasn't even there. That, that was, was the, the most, that was that the proudest was the moment prou I've ever that had. That was the proudest I've ever seen John ever on anything. Yeah. He came into the office and he goes, look at this shit. And he had the ring footage from his front door, and 
like it was like, oh my god, what's this? He's like, watch this, and then all of a sudden Ethan comes out, and I just sped it up, and he's, and, yeah. he's <laughs> up. So it's like, and it's a you can tell along, but it's like he would go a little bit, he would stop, He'd but go I do a little bit, stop, but I go do know bit, stop, and he it was twenty five yards of. A, a week prior snowed, so it was ice chunks oh, under the nasty. snow. So he's, nasty. he's chipping away at like he was one of the seven dwarves, and it wasn't just a quick little fluffy snow. Like he had, he worked for this. Yeah. Cool. And John, when we got done watching it, John called him up, and he was like, "Hey, buddy, like you know, I, he's like, hey, I, dad, I, he's like, yeah, 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 I did, I took care of that." Like, like, oh, he was, he was super nonchalant about you. I was like, dude, that was so awesome. But He's I, like, yeah, yeah, dad. But I do know when I am home, I have to give them full focus. Oh, yeah. So that the little bit of time I do have, a couple hours a night, maybe like a half an hour in the morning with my daughter, like I give them full focus. Yeah. And I've really been working on that. And I think that is will pay off, you know. Because if you work a nine-to-five job, what, what are they going to learn? They're going to be mad. You know, they're going to oh, yeah, get know, used to working yeah. a nine-to-five job and coming home and yeah. – you know, getting your retirement account and all this bullshit that then then you're just working for the man. It's like you're not building anything. Yeah. Maybe somebody builds something from nine to five. Man, I don't know how to do that. It's, it I don't know who they years. do. I built this in 90 days. I did 24 hours a day for 90 days. You were in here painting this fucking blue oh, line yeah, on this wall. And I remember we met the painter and, and I talked to Bobby before we came to the podcast. So shout out Bobby. Bobby Lockman. I talked to Bobby. We got a fucking call. From <laughs> and Bobby said, if you don't, Tell Justin that he met his painter at my event that painted his whole place, which, by the way, is a lot of paint. Well, yeah, he sprayed. He sprayed all this. Like he helped. He sprayed and backrolled this whole thing, dude. And uh, and then you got you doing the the blue line. But he said, if you don't come to this year's Rona Open, he's gonna be very upset. Yeah, I know. So we got to figure that out. We got to figure that out if you can come. Yeah. Was it May? What's the rumor? It's Bobby's birthday, but last year we did it at a protest because the golf course was pretty much closed. Oh yeah. And we just. uh, we just showed up and and had that was event. It, remember it like remember that? It, it was in May. Like everyone was all yeah. freaked out and shut down, and we just oh, all yeah. got together. Bobby's friends just <laughs> balled out. Dude. I, just, I just sent Gilmar. We we got a caller. Uh, we just got Bob, Bobby called in um, the other day and was sure. was talking about. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll play the call. We don't get too many callers in, but Bobby called into the show. We'll play it. At the oh, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. He's a good supporter. <laughs> so, we have good friends. They're good. Yeah, that's funny. What, uh, Jesus, dude, this place is. Do you, are there are moments when it's a little calmer and you can just chill out. Yeah, like eight, uh, there's, there's like about an hour a day. If you look at my, my schedule, that there's only a couple simulators done, and I'm like, oh man, it's nice. Yeah. But we're, we'll ramp up till like midnight. You're going to get that like, one guy that catches on to when it's slow, and they're going to get like very focus justin oh well, yeah, yeah yeah and that well, guy is gonna become like, a real good guy it's like, like 6 a.m guys come in we kind of bs and you know get some but they gotta go to work yeah yeah then they go to work and then i go like do some email social media and all that stuff and then my 11 noon comes in then we have lunch and then we'll do some other stuff whatever it is and then from four to midnight it's go game on fun time and i leave and watch the cameras all night long and just make sure the place is all right <laughs> Sometimes I can't sleep, so I just watch the cameras, and I'm like, oh. And I watch them because I have a key fob. So I know you sound like well. you need a dog. Yeah, I need a dog. I need a scrambled dog. Call him Scramble. Call him Scramble. I think we're gonna get him a golden retriever. Yeah, I think we are. We'll help him out with that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Will you feed him and take care of him? I don't know. See, I, I can hardly do that to myself. I know. That's why I'm asking. That's the hardest part. Maybe the dog will help him. Yeah, you'll, you'll have to you'll Live remember life. to feed the dog and be like, oh, I gotta eat yeah. too. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and I watch them sleep, and I'm like, oh, I sleep on that couch, like, most days. <laughs> the best part is Jack. They just left. Um, they love when I fall asleep on the couch because then they razz me on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's all good. What do you think locally this has done to, like, raise the bar? I think, like, I think, well, I, I made probably one of the top facilities in the country in Horsham, Pennsylvania. Which, if you look on the golf map, it's zero. <laughs> there's, like, nothing around. I mean, there's clubs and stuff, but nothing, nothing like big, big time. So, you know, bringing something at a high, high level, you know, you look around, There's this place is going to go every day, all day. Um, when, know, when's the are, Golf Channel coming after you? Uh, they coming? Hopefully. But the problem is Golf Channel, well, they started. Putting, they don't like it. No, dude, they, shut they started, up, dude. Don't. The golf, we got here first, dude. Golf Channel's started, not coming <laughs> through. Dude, they, started put, they started putting hoodies on the Golf Channel, so I might have a shot. I'm going to put a guy. You know they're on, you're on their radar. Oh, yeah. You've hit their radar. I hit it. I can't wait for my bigger one. My bigger one's going to be better. What's the but, gym going to be like in the other one? It's just going to be functional fitness stuff for, yeah. you know, golfers and, you know, ability to get in there and do some work and stretch and do some, you know, a lot of band work. I've done some band work. and did a lot of CrossFit, so I'm a heavy lifter. Um, but band work's huge. You know, understand a rotational vertical, you know, movement in the golf swing, let alone in the gym, which is huge. Um, but, you know, there's a there's a reason why we all hit a 350 and guys want to hit it far. So you need to get some work done. You need to learn. You got to get stuff. the love handle out of the way. Can't yeah. do it with the love handle in the way. So will there be, yeah, like, move. plans to have fitness trainers there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'll have, I'll have a couple instructors. And my next one, my next one's going to have 12 to 15 sims. Okay. So that's a little bit different than five. So... Oh, and sure. I have, I have, uh, you know, some instructors. We've got some staff that basically going to be assistant instructors. Have camps, have stuff. Um, you know, just anything. Like, I think, I think this this atmosphere. I talked to a lot of tour coaches, and they like this atmosphere because it's constant, right? Nothing ever changes. Yeah, you can so, show up. Nine, yeah, any time of day. Yeah, and and like like Ruder right there is working on his putting. Like that doesn't move. If you're outside, it'd be very hard to do that drill, because. You have wind. Yeah, well, no, and you're going to ruin the grass, Johnny. Right, 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 right. So, so you stand there five times, ten times. I have asphalt underneath here, so it's never going to move. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting on my putting green right now in chairs. Yeah. You know this what I mean? Is, yeah, that is, is a good, that is a good point. This this young lady that's, like, walking around helping this dude, what's she do? Uh, she makes sure, like, she, I'm basically bringing her up into the world of coaching and instruction because there's a lot of times, like, she just made, he just made that one. But she needs to know what we need to look at really fast to get them better fast Okay. instead of, well, what do we do? What do we do? And then we, like I give them what my eyes see and then we have video and we have, you know, what he's working on with his stroke with those hot chocolate cups. Very high tech, Johnny. Um, I was going to say, it looks yeah. like a, uh, and Columbia, Columbia yeah. uh, breakfast blend. Exactly. But so she, she plays well then. Uh, yeah, she's a pretty good player. She can get better too. So, um, but she'll be taken out. Uh, our members uh, at Bluebell, we have a, a a beautiful partnership with Bluebell Country Club, and I think you know that that partnership is just going to grow more. I think the um, you know the visibility of Bluebell, um, you know, being a part of me and what I do with my my members and the golf community, that club is a perfect um, scenario for our members to go over there and really understand like kind of how life is in the golf world these days. You know, nothing like 
like the you know you can call it the Union League or Aronimic or Marion or whatever you want to call it, but you know those style of clubs, you know you wear a logo and you know they think they're so much better than everybody else, and they have an initiation of like a hundred grand or whatever it is. And for me, I just want to have inclusion but exclusion, right? Everyone can come in, but only as a select few. As long as you're part of the school. What do you think is going to happen first? Because one, I'm super proud of this place. Like you did an awesome job. Like, congrats. Thanks, appreciate I don't, Probably don't say that enough. I bust your balls a lot. Yeah, I like that. What do you think is going to happen better? Wait, first, is one of your players going to go on tour, or are you going to pick up a tour player? What do you think? Uh, I don't know if I want the tour tour players. I mean, they'll come here and work for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, you may not work with them, but would you let them come in oh, with, like, yeah, their yeah, instructor sure. and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, our, our setup is instructor proof. I understand. I mean, Tiger's got this in his house, just not that big. Bryson yeah. uses putt view a lot. All the guys But all the data it. you get over there and then yeah. the fact that they can track all their putts yeah. and keep a log of like what goes in, what doesn't, what happens and they face the you know, the angle of the putter when it hits it. So so I had a player, he's a uh he's going to go to Bucknell uh division, you know, just play golf college and he's not even my player. Right. Goes to Aronimic. He's a member of Aronimic, and he is hitting it sideways there. I mean, it's bad. And it's like 6 o'clock at night, and it's about to get dark, and he's texting me his swings, and he's he's freaking out because he's going to South Carolina for a big event, like big, yeah. big national event. And I'm like, why don't you just talk to your coach? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in there. And he's like, well, he's not answering my text messages. I was like, okay, that's whatever that's not the first time that's happened yeah it happens all the time so i always am available for my players and and the squad so he's a member here and i want him to play well so 11 o'clock at night he's on here hitting numbers fixed his golf swing and played better there you go and he's feeling confident going down i think i think that's the route that a lot of people don't understand it's not the like the the driving range aspect it's how we fix things fast it's because you analyze them, so you know yeah. what to fix. And you have yeah. data. You also have a lot of data, too. Yeah, well, the da- data is huge, and then they learn what they need to do, so then they fix it themselves. So then it's not really my deal. I just give them a roadmap, and then they have confidence. And, you know, we literally can go to any hole in the country and play a golf hole in, in here, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. So... I on, the, on the digital screens, you can virtually go to any course. Yeah, we, we'll play Aronimic right now. I mean, you can go to three. I mean, number two is perfect because, you Don't know. Don't threaten me middle. with a good time. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> number number two at Aronimic's middle right pin, and a lot of people that draw a golf ball have a tough time with that pin. So I take them right to that hole, give them a number, and then we watch their dispersion in that setting. That's then, pretty cool. Then I can add wind. I can add, you know, elements that whatever you're, you know, have a trouble with. And, you know, for – a guy like that guy right there, he shot. He was three, uh, pretty the last three out of four to win a match, and it was always putting. So he's here working through here, and you can see him. He's just not missing because of what we're training, right? And I don't charge him, you know, a couple hundred hours an hour. It's just part of the deal. Like, I go there, I set him up, have him do it, let him go, and boom. That's awesome. So How, how does it work with – and this might just be a nerdy question. If a course changes – in real life, does it update in this computer? No, it's it's a little bit GPS marked. We actually we're getting Commonwealth and then Bluebell too. They they did both of their courses. It was funny. I had a lady. So they go out there with kind of like the Google Maps car and do yeah, all the holes. Yeah, yeah, and they and they they have pictures of the clubhouses and stuff. I had a lady come over from a top club we have here. She's like, you know, we just took that tree out on four, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are we are we really doing that right now? Anymore. Oh my gosh! So, Tree yeah. fell over over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, that I just I just had that I had that uh, I had a conversation with <laughs> with her. 
And I was like, wow, that guy right there that's just coming in tonight, he's going to Innisbrook playing the Barstool Classic. We just got Innisbrook on the sim, and now he's going to go play it tonight. And we played it to, today, actually, nine holes, me and Reuter. Uh And it's cool. That I have matches with all these guys, and, you know, it's tough to beat me in here just because <laughs> I play here a little bit. It's tough hours. to beat you out yeah. on the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we have, I mean, we have a good time of match. I mean, we can play nine holes in a half hour, which is awesome. Well, and, I, and for me, it's great. I think that in itself is the most uh, game-changing thing is you can take a real-life simulation yeah. as close as you can get to real life and play a match. When you only have an hour, yeah, or half an hour, and tournaments take a whole lot less time, you could you run competitions here. Yep, um, it's, it's just nice. It's nice. It's just, it, it's just cool as hell, dude. So yeah. go, going into that, what are you doing for the community here? Are you running? You know, yeah. So we have a mock ladies, events. Yeah, and, so we have ladies' night on Tuesday coming up. Ladies' nights on Tuesdays. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's sick. I started a junior, a, kind of like a junior junior night. It got so big, so fast that I, we actually Shut took, it a, yeah, we, yeah, we took it away from all the other members. So the other members wanted a lot of time. And if you look at my schedule, I don't have any time for those. So I need more simulators so I can have bigger groups. I turned down probably about a dozen parties already because it's a member <clears> place. And, you know, if you're not a member, I'm not going to give you time away from my members. So somebody that's not a member here couldn't reserve a place or rent this place out? For oh, me. yeah, he can, just in the summer. Okay. In the winter, it's tough just because it takes – my members got first spot. But, you know, I have ladies' night on, on, on next Tuesday. They come in. I cater it. We have 20 women. You know, we play nine holes. We putt, chip, get a little instruction, have fun. Um, then, you know, we have tournaments. You know, we had a 32-man, 30 two-team two or – 30-player, two-person uh, two team come in. That was sick. That was 11 hours of just straight golf, and we were running them through scramble, best ball, alternate shot. And, uh, you know, that's pretty wild to do in a day that you can't go outside. You know? what, are yeah. you, what are you doing for your – as this place grows, your bandwidth? I know that you're a photographer. You do the video and editing for your documentaries and things like that. What are you going to do or be able to do to showcase this place as you grow and, you know, you're not available to do the Instagram and take all the videos? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always will probably do do that just because it's kind of like as I grow, I still want the brand to be the brand. And if I have someone edit my film for me, they don't have the same. Like, I cried at that point. Like, that's a big moment for me. And then I live relive that moment. Mm. That if someone takes that and... That is it for me. They they don't have that same, like, understanding of, like, what that moment was. Like, that grisly moment, mm-hmm. I'll never forget my life. And every time I watch it, I go back into there and, you know. So you're, uh, we were, you're we so close it. to this place that you don't know that you could trust someone to sell it for you? Yeah, I don't even know if I'm, I don't, like, they could, this place sells itself. It's just the fact of, like, what do I want to show on Instagram? Like, Joey's got his, you know, scramble socks on and, and SK shorts. Like, I want to show that because... That's who we are, not, you know, someone hitting a, a golf shot, you know, that's cool. Like, I want to do trick is shots. Is he going to break Does he? Is he broken 80 yet? Yeah. Is he, he getting there? Yeah, yeah. Well, he got down to a seven last year. I want him to do about two or three this year. His ball swing got better, but he's got a tough time beating me in here because we play a tough We play tough golf courses. <laughs> you play him a lot. I play him a lot, and, and I give him eight shots, but I play, I mean, I play good. That's the, the scramble. The scramble, the scramble golf. So yeah. he, does he have to like reserve to play, or you guys just casually? No, sit? we casual figure it out. But like we at the in the start, we were like, ah, we just play every night, <laughs> and now it's like, 
Uh, you're busy yeah, can doing you, podcasts. Yeah, 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 can you can you come at like ten o'clock? And and it's just it's it's fun because you know now he plays other people and and has a good time. And I might get in there for a few holes, and then you know that's that's the one thing that I don't realize is is how much a day goes by, and it's every day in here. Yeah. And I have you know that I, happens to me on th- like Sunday night. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for Monday. Monday yeah. when I wake up, I'm like, I'm so excited for for no reason. I'm just excited that it's Monday and we get to do stuff. Yeah. And then around Thursday, I kind of get bummed. Yeah. Like tonight, <laughs> like today, we, we we had a big day. Like tonight, like going in tomorrow, like I'll well, be. You guys like, did I'll the go karts, right? Yeah, we'll be super. We're always super busy, but tomorrow, like I'll probably struggle at work a little bit, just being like, man, tomorrow's Saturday. Like, John's got John. What, John, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> do we, can we can we keep working? John's like, dude, it's four o'clock. Like I'm going home. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, the the one thing that I think building this place that I've realized is the contracting world is wild. Oh, dude, our, it's wild, man. It, I don't get it, but the it's one wild. thing that's very difficult, and you know, when you're dealing with clients, and I still deal with clients a lot, but as I deal with them less and less, and I watch other people doing in between me kind of like yeah. it gives me a different perspective and the one thing that i picked up this year is like I, I i will absolutely never say to a customer like i will never blame somebody else i'll never make an excuse i'll never do this we, we had a difficult meeting last week it wasn't really difficult but it was you know we we're talking about money with customers and things and we had a difficult year with corona we had all these excuses and we're just you know hearing what their frustrations were where we could improve which you know is good for us yeah. and then at the very end of it she's like well i you know, you guys did have a hard year. And I was like, I didn't want to be the one to say that. But you do not know. You don't yeah. know the half of it. We had people, just everything that went on. They don't just, show up. They show up late. They're not prepared. They have to go get. You dealt with it, dude. You were like, man, where are these HVAC guys at? So when we get the results we get, the only people that appreciate how hard we work in construction in the contracting world are other yeah. contractors. Because they don't, they are the only other people that, or people that have built before yeah, that understand it. how, like. Well, I don't, I don't understand how people. how people get off for July Fourth weekend. I don't understand that. Just, that was brutal that weekend for me in here because yeah, it was it was a lot of stuff, and I had a deadline I had to get to, and then I'm like, we had actually two holidays. We had Labor Day, I think, and then we had July Fourth, and I'm like standing here, and I'm like. And then on top of that, you got people like on Friday, they leave at like four o'clock and then they go to happy hour at five o'clock. And I'm like, hang on a second. What is, what are you Most contractors, that's every day. Yeah. Four I, o'clock, I dude. I was it. like, Friday's is like, so you lose guys at 2.30. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm like, four wild. o'clock, you're lucky you got them here until four. I know. It, it's a, it's a wild, like for me, it's a, it's a wild thing. I don't get it. Like I said before, and I still Mo- never. Most of those guys are employees. Yeah. And they're just employees. Yeah, they don't care. Well, they just don't care. Yeah, but you also have guys that own their own businesses that should just be employees. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's so true. So you, you're relying on someone who owns a business, and you're like, oh, you own a business. You're going to deliver for me because, you know, same page, like same same mentality. And yeah. they just behave like an employee. They're like, oh, no, nah, me and the guys are leaving. It, well, you and the guys are leaving. Like, yeah. you, we have an agreement here. We have an understanding this is getting the, done. The only, the only nice part is, is that I kind of – Kicked them pretty hard in the in the uh, in the old ass to get it done and and you know every day I'd beat them to work and I'd go work at Bluebell and I'd come back to like just kind of babysit them and I wasn't even babysit them I was just like dude I was like let's go like I don't give a shit what happens I'll pay you more money we got to get this done by a certain time 
And now looking back on it, you know, I did a lot of the work, but like the little things, like everyone will be in my next one. I have, I have one on the main line and one in Jersey and it's just going to duplicate what we do. And everyone's got the deal now. Well, so. I think this guy's waiting to get a lesson from you. Yeah, he's missing his putts to the right because his face is stupid open. And it's <laughs> you think open. that comes from his low forearm on the right-hand side? No, it's it's his what he does in the backstroke. Watch his backstroke here. I like his haircut. Yeah, he just got his haircut and he shaved. He just gave you the look like he needs your help. Yeah, he watch. You coming? Yeah. Yeah, now he tried to hook it. And that's why we get so those two things right there are his start line. And for 15 footers, you got to make sure the start line is very important. So basically, we're sitting on a green. And there you go, Joey. We're uh, clap it up for Joey. Up above us here are kind of like these little computer, yeah, pro, mod, yeah, like these little projector comp- alien-looking things. Yeah, nice pot again, Joey. Rack. Nice job, Joey. And those projector things are putting down, on, yeah, projecting so down on the ground. You see that I, yeah, you see that iPad over there in the control center? Yeah. So I can control all those putts. We can change them anytime you want. Uh, it goes from 5% slope to uh, 1% slope. So he, the goal for him, what's being projected on the ground right now is what? The, to match speed to line. Yeah. yeah. Speed so, to line. Yep, exactly. So the ball needs to roll on that line to go in the hole. But he's also got the straight line. You're, he's got the aim line on. So yeah. he, it's where you, like if you look at this one and diverges, that's where at that speed where that Good putt's going to diverge, where that no, putt's going to break. So that's right. updating for his putt. No, no, yeah, no. any putt, yeah, any, any putt, any, yeah. any putt. Yeah, I can change any putt or the speed on the putt, right? So speed uh, putting is all about speed. And so. now when he comes in here, does he need somebody else's help to set this up? No, he doesn't. But I also have to watch him make sure he practices correctly. That's the biggest thing in my model that people don't understand. You can get a, a lesson. Yeah, well, no, you can just get a lesson from anybody. But if you don't practice correctly. Doesn't matter. You're replicating bad habits, right? Yeah. If I if I come to you and you go, hey Andrew, show me how to you know build a table, and you go, okay, this is how you build it, but then you don't watch me build it, and I mess up in it. How do I know like that the lesson actually worked? So then if you stop me and go, hey, no, no, no remember this, and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, that just that little moment in that time gave it way more validity than the actual lesson. Yeah, yeah that's sure. what I'm saying. Normal hour lesson, you know, you can squeeze into 10, 15 minutes of good Easy. instruction yeah. and then just watch. Like one right now, Christina is my next one, and she's hitting it so good right now. But I'm watching launch. She just gave the fist pump. Yeah, she did the tiger pump. She did the <laughs> fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> She'll look over here. Usually they look back. Just so we're looking at launch angle and ball speed for her and then uh, side spin. And where she's missing, and she just missed that five yards offline. But she so she'll look back yards. at it to see if you saw it. Usually. But the nice part is, is in this this system, I can go into her shots and watch all the shots that she hit. Because they log in under their name. Yeah, so you can see there's three lines on the left there. Yeah. So the far one to the left was 12 yards offline. That one was five yards offline. You can see how high that is. Yeah. So her launch was a little higher, and her numbers were so much better on that shot than the other one. When you go to a typical drive range, you don't get that. So it's just like you just hit balls and you don't know. You try why. to feel it, yeah. Yeah. So all right, it's important. I guess we're gonna send it out now. Send dude. it out. Let's send it out, dude. Do you want to play the Bobby Bachman thing? Can you yeah. play that for us? Get it, dude. So this is uh, our f- second caller into the show. Love it. We're gonna play it because Justin just ha- just so happens to know. No, you know Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, I don't know how you run a business and you don't have your name on your voicemail. It's <laughs> a millennial. Did you ask Lance Bachman how often he gets, do you know Bobby Bachman? Are you related to him? Because I get it like once a week. And I'm like, no. He's got two ends at the end of his name, and I have one. I'll call you back after the settlement. 
<laughs> Bobby. Yeah, I forgot you. We, we had Lance Bachman on the thing. So Bobby, everybody's asking Bobby if they're related. <laughs> He's like, no. No, no, I'm not related. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, dude, this is awesome, man. Yeah, so, yeah, it's cool. Dude, congrats. Thanks, bro. Thanks for coming grab, out. Thanks I got to grab some gear from you eventually uh, yeah, yeah. when I'm not such a poser in the golf game. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get you going. You can dude, be part thanks, of the squad. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, Johnny. Thanks for having us out. Yeah, Johnny. You boys are always welcome. Thank you.